0: now from the sunbury motors studio here's steve jones sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors kia routes 11 and 15 Umble's wharf and online at sunburymotors.com ford kia hyundai best in new inventory all with great warranties I mean, you want a great-looking vehicle that runs well right off the lot, and not only that, if anything happens, guess what? You have the warranty. Great pre-owned inventory with the Subway Motors guarantee, which means so much and really gives you peace of mind in the buying experience. And... A fabulous service department that backs this all up. Fabulous technicians, and they do such great work, they're getting a lot of work from people. That's why they need more technicians. All right. It's at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Rob it in to Pickett, makes the catch, far wing, Funk for three to tie, Back it in, game tied at 71, 5.2 seconds to go, Hemingway up the floor, Hemingway, top of the key for three to win it, off to the left, though. No good, we're going to overtime, as Andrew Funk, Funk banks in a three-pointer from the wing. Penn State had a real shot in the first overtime to win it, they had one spot where they were up and they had a chance to make it a two-possession game. And Penn State actually, its efficiency on offense in the first overtime was actually really good. And they came down, and Cam winner missed a short shot, and you're like, oh, that really could have put the game pressure on Clemson and just missed it, and Clemson came down, and they tied it, then Jalen Pickett had a chance at a three to win it, and he missed it. Went to the second overtime, and then Hemingway hit the three to start the second overtime, and you felt like that set the tone Uh, for the second overtime, and Clemson won 101-94. It was that last two minutes of the first half and the first ten minutes of the second half where Penn State just could not find itself. Uh, mostly offensively you felt mostly offensively but they just couldn't um and that's what cost them that 12 minute stretch because they had control of the game for the first 18 minutes they were up by 10 at one point 35 25 gave up the last four of the first half, didn't score the last two minutes, gave up the last four of the first half. You're like, all right, you know, it's six. Hey, you can live with six. Yeah, you can live with a six-point lead. Okay. All right. And... But then the second half, it continued... And all told, Clemson went on a 17-2 run. Now Penn State's playing uphill. Finally got the game tied on a 3 by South Lundy at 58. Then they fell behind by 7. They're down 7 with 45 seconds to go. And with... And then Penn State went on a 9-2 to run, including Andrews banked in 3 from the wing... That allowed Penn State to tie the game up at 71, and then I already went through the two overtimes. All right. So that's the story there. And Penn State is off a week. There's a playing. And a week from tonight, we'll take on Michigan State in the Big Ten opener at the Jordan Center. It's a week from tonight. Then they go to Illinois for game two of that two-game December Big Ten set. They will play at Illinois on Saturday the 10th at noon. And Both Michigan State and Illinois playing very well. Michigan State plays Notre Dame tonight. They will not have Malik Hall tonight, and in all likelihood will not have Malik Hall against Penn State next Wednesday either. Good player. I thought we'd just at least... We always try to keep everybody up to date on everything. Like, for example, let's take uh, P.J. Hall. Um, when he went underwent his knee surgery, we talked about it on the show. Because we're always trying to talk about everybody that Penn State has an opportunity to play, because that's part of the equation. And then when Hall got back in the lineup, we talked about, hey, look, give the guy credit. He's back in the lineup. He was supposed to be back in the lineup in January not November and I mean all credit where credit's due to him and Hall was a major factor last night played really well and I give uh, Brad Brunell uh, uh, Brunel a lot of credit he is doing a great job of how he utilizes his minutes and that's, that's important that That's really important. So, so, you try to keep everybody... That's why I mentioned Malik Hall. You're trying to keep everybody up to date on what the other team has, too. I think it's an important part of what we do here. Trying to always get out as much information as possible. Uh, so, Nicholas Singleton is the Big Ten freshman of the year. Feel like he represents all of them. Um, and I think that's you know, that's important. You know, that he represent you know, because you feel like he's you know, it's it's Catron Allen, it's Drew Shelt, it's Nicholas Singleton, it's Abdul Carter. It is Danai Dennis Sutton and Zane Durant. Then, you you know, you look at K.J. Winston, you look at Cam Miller. you got a lot of freshmen that, you know, true freshmen that made their mark with this team. And, you you know, that's, to me, that's an important part of all of this. And Singleton ends up being the Big Ten freshman of the year, and you just feel like he, to his credit, represents all of them along the way, in, in his own way. All right. Uh, World Cup yesterday, U.S. won. Uh, so they get the Netherlands Saturday at 9 a.m. Saturday, 9 a.m. All right. And that'll be... Uh, And, again, that uh, takes place in Qatar. I don't know. Is it Qatar? Qatar? You look at the online because you want to make sure you pronounced it right. Okay. And then you look at it, and it's like, uh, you know, you see, it's Qatar. Then you hear other people are doing it, and they're pronouncing it Qatar. Like, okay, well, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me, I have no idea. I mean that I've been calling it cutter only because I looked at a pronunciation guide and that's what it came up as. But the US is at least in the the, the biggest beneficiary of all that is Fox. Fox is sitting there like going, "Oh, thank God. <laughs> they did not need the US to be eliminated. We don't need this. We don't need them to be eliminated. Okay. imagine that? I mean, first of all, they didn't have the U.S. involved in 2018. U.S. didn't go. That didn't help. It was over in Russia. That didn't help. Okay. Uh, And now they were on the verge of who knows what's going to happen here with this. And the good news is they were able to survive get the goal they needed and advanced and Fox is sitting like going I paid all this money for this we need to have we, we need to have them in they're in knockout round uh, coming up against um, Netherlands Netherlands nine o'clock Saturday morning and the college football playoff rankings came out and Penn State is eighth great news there for them Uh, and that it all played out the way we thought it would. In terms of them getting to eighth, you know, after the way it played out over this past weekend. I mean, that's what, you know, that's why we thought they had a real shot at it. And by the way, when I was mentioning the true freshman, you know, obviously there guys that haven't played. One true freshman that played a lot maybe is not, not as often as some fans would want, but obviously Drew Allard. Never mentioned him, and I should have. Drew, as we all know, is a fabulous prospect. I mean, fabulous prospect, He's just a wow player, and believe me, Bo Perbula, Uh Bo Perbula, you have not really seen him yet, but I can tell you Bo is a very, very good prospect. And we'll take a break we'll come back with more in a moment great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK okay. 2 <laughs> Thank you with us on the show today. Sponsored by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here. It's 11 and 15. Almost Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Uh, John Hadel passed away. Really? John Hadel, Who's John Hadel? John Hadel was somebody who grew up in Lawrence, Kansas. He went to the University of Kansas. Quarterback, running back, defensive back, the whole thing. He ends up going to the AFL. He was drafted by the Detroit Lions, and he went to the AFL, and he was uh, drafted by the San Diego Chargers. And he gets to San Diego, and with San Diego, he leads into three AFL title games and a championship. One of you know, get one out of three. Sid Gilman... Uh, the master of the pass game. I mean, and he was a master of the pass game. Uh, and Hadel fit perfectly with Lance Allworth. Uh, eventually, they got a guy named Gary Garrison, who was a heck of a player in his own right. Uh, you know, they had some good running Keith Lincoln, Paul Lowe, people like that. And uh, Good players. Uh, along the way. And the uh, But Hadle, anyway it was unusual cuz in the NFL he wore 21. But he was good thrower, terrific quarterback and And he uh, was just, uh, in his own right, a really good player. In his own right, really good player. And he passed away today at the age of 82. For an older generation, you know who we're talking about. All right? For an older generation, you know. Uh, For the younger generation, you would not know who he is. You just wouldn't. I got it. You know, I understand that you wouldn't. But, you know, part of what we do in the show is we try to educate everybody along the way about who people happen to be and what they were doing and, you know, how important maybe they were to the game. And John Hadel in the 60s was a really, really good player. Really good player. Um, so, yeah, he passed away at the age of 82. And in Lawrence, Kansas was a legend. He was an absolute legend at the University of Kansas. Uh, Kay McNamara is transferring. We told you about that earlier, leaving Michigan. Uh, Hunter Card's going to leave um, Texas. He had been in that quarterback battle with Quinn Ewers, and he is um, um, going to transfer out of Texas. And you're not surprised by that. I mean, let's face it, there's no no surprise there at all because you know quarterbacks want to play quarterbacks want to play and since they do want to play you totally understand you know what their reasoning is behind their ability to play Uh, because that's you know that's what it's all about to them and that's um Part of uh, You know what we do so yeah, You can't blame quarterbacks for Looking around saying there's only one and Very rare to have a couple play at a time On teams right? and As I pointed out Bryce Young for example And C.J. Stroud And Drake May And who's the other one as true freshmen they only combined to throw like 32 passes yet they hung in there and of course eventually young ascended to the top spot Stroud ascended to the top spot may ascended to the top spot at North Carolina um, um, and that was a uh, I thought that was part of the, yeah uh, uh, those secession plans work out, can work out really well, can work out really well, uh, without question. If you let it happen, and you have to let it happen, and so you look at Sean Clifford here, well, now you see Drew Aller, okay, um, and, and, the um, and that you feel like there's a secession plan. Okay. For some people, the secession plan is quite simple. Who's in the transfer portal? Can we get them? 48% of the starting quarterbacks in FBS this past season happen to be Transfers. Now, Stroud's not. Young's not. J.J. McCarthy's not. Stetson Bennett's not. Caleb Williams obviously is. and Hooker obviously transferred. And D.J. Uyunglele at Clemson obviously has been there the entire time. Today's show is sponsored by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford on Hyundai Best in New Inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors Guarantee. And a great service department that backs it all up. All right. So let's get everybody up to date. What's going on? Uh, let's see. The... Kyle Pitts for the Falcons, by the way, out for the season. Knee injury. He'll need surgery. In fact, uh, I was talking last night uh, to Wes uh, Durham, who's the, uh, who did the play-by-play in ACC Network, and Wes is the uh, play-by-play voice of the Falcons. Loves Pitts. Thinks Pitts is tremendous. But it's an MCL. He's out for the year. Injured in the, in the second half of their win over Chicago, and so he is done for the season. Too bad, great talent, great talent. Chris Letang, this was a this was a stunner. I know he's had he had a stroke eight years ago. Well, evidently he's out again indefinitely. He had another stroke. and he'll be out indefinitely, but they're saying he'll be back. Okay. Remarkable. The, so this is the story on Letang. Um, they say he's not experiencing any lasting effects and that it's not believed to be career-threatening. Latang did release a statement. He said, I'm fortunate to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right. While it is difficult to navigate this issue publicly, I'm hopeful I can raise awareness. It is important for me that my teammates, family, and the fans know that I'm okay. I'm optimistic and I'll be back on the ice soon. Now he's going to go undergo more tests and there'll be no updates until those tests are completed. Uh, Ron Hextall, who's the GM of the team, said the test results initially were shocking to hear, but we're grateful Chris is, going to, is doing really well. What people don't realize, and I mentioned it, eight years ago he had a stroke, that in 2014 he had one and he missed more than two months. Well, test results back then showed that Latang was born with a tiny hole in the wall of his heart And you see this guy, it's amazing. The minutes he logs, he's averaging, this year he's averaging 24 minutes a game. So evidently he's, he feels well, he, he, he says he's doing well. There will be one more battery of tests that will take place this week, and there will be no other updates on Chris Latang until after those tests are completed. Uh, World Cup today, Mexico beat Saudi Arabia 2-1, Argentina over Poland 2-0, Tunisia beat France 1-0, Australia beat Denmark 1-0. Um, but Mexico, by the way, is out of the World Cup. Why? Goal differential. They won 2-1 to today over Saudi Arabia, but the goal differential uh, differential did not put them past Poland or Argentina. so they're out so Mexico eliminated Argentina won Argentina no problem they've got a full six points in all this Tunisia beat France France did not need it it didn't matter and Tunisia was still eliminated from the World Cup But they won. They beat France. Let's give credit where credit's due. And Australia um, beat Denmark. That was a shocker. Australia advances. They get to the uh, reach the World Cup knockout round for the first time in 16 years. Then there's Terrell Owens. A fight caught on camera in which he punched a man in a CVS parking lot was the result of the aggressor threatening him and a fan he was talking to at a California store. He said he acted in self-defense Saturday night. said the man made offensive gestures, threatening statements. said the man approached him and the fan in the store... In an attempt to de-escalate the situation, he walked outside where the man followed him. So the aggressor continued threatening the fan, just as he did in the store. Once again, attempting to defuse the ongoing situation, I placed myself between the fan and the aggressor. I made verbal demands asking the aggressor to stop threatening the fan. They say the man swung at Owens first. He felt obligated to prevent the aggressor from becoming more violent. This happened at a CVS in Inglewood. And they did publish a witnesses video, TMZ did. Uh, like anyone else, I was making a stop at CVS. I was blindsided by all this. Unfortunately, I had to act using self-defense to end the threat towards myself and the fan. I will attempt to make uh, positive from this negative experience. And obviously, there is a tape of it. I don't. I haven't seen the tape, so I don't know. Uh, Christian Pulisic, who scored the, what proved to be the game winner yesterday, in the 38th minute, lower abdominal injury. He says that he will be able to play against the Netherlands. On Saturday morning at nine, and of course, when he was no longer on the field, you're like, if you could, you know, you could tell, he brings a different cachet to the table, and I thought Pulisic all the way through played an outstanding match. So. And I'll tell you another guy. Let me give you another guy for the U.S. yesterday that played terrific when they needed it. I, mean, I thought Weston McKinney played well. Um, but I thought Walker Zimmerman came in, and he had so many headers that just kept clearing it. But then when the ball late got past Turner, when the ball late got past Turner, It was Zimmerman who came in and cleaned it up when it was about five, six feet away from going in the goal. Trent Dilford, new head coach, UAB. Former NFL quarterback, led the Ravens to the Super Bowl title. He's been the head coach at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. And Bill Clark resigned in June because of health issues. And Clark did a great job at UAB. Remember, in the middle of his tenure, they they killed the program. He then they then decided to bring it back, and he brought it back. Uh, but because of health issues, he stepped down. So Dilfer now gets the opportunity. It's going to be interesting to see how he does there. He was a very successful high school coach. Hey. Let it rip. And uh, UAB will play in the Bahamas Bowl against Miami of Ohio. And that will be on December 16th, one of the first bowls out of the gate. I think that's on a Friday, I think. December 16th is a Friday, if I recall. And yeah, so Trent Dilfer got that job. We mentioned the college football playoff ratings. And once again, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4, Ohio State 5, Alabama 6, Tennessee 7, Penn State 8. So here's the lineup. Friday on Fox. 8 o'clock, Utah and USC, they're playing in Las Vegas. Saturday, noon, big one, TCU, Kansas State. That's in Arlington. Uh, Atlanta, LSU, Georgia, 4 o'clock, CBS. 4 o'clock, ABC, in New Orleans, UCF, Tulane. 8 o'clock, ABC, ABC, Clemson, North Carolina, in Charlotte. 8 o'clock, Fox, Purdue, Michigan, from Indianapolis. All right, one last break. Back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. Sponsored by Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Ki Routes Eleven and Fifteen, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. dot com. All right, final few moments here. It's interesting that you know I was looking at the voting, and again, I'm one of the voters, so I can't really sit here and I'm not really allowed to tell you how I voted. Along the way, um, Penn State had a lot of guys on on defense. The one guy above all that I was just a little disappointed in where he was placed was Jair Brown. I think Jair Brown's the first team safety in the league. That's me. It's only my opinion. Uh, he ended up third team. And I'm watching the you know the offensive side. Now Nicholas Singleton is obviously there. Catron Allen ends up being honorable mentioned by the media, not by the coaches. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, he's honorable mentioned by the media, okay, but not by the coaches? In other words, you guys are the ones that game planned all year for this guy. Like this guy didn't meet your standard? Really? I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. Uh and then Olu being a second team selection. Everybody, now part of it, I'm sure, is the fact that he has missed a couple of games uh, that probably entered into some of it. But he was second team on one and third on the other. Looking around, like this guy's he, somebody's projected as a top 10 NFL pick. And I don't think it, Olu cares, to be honest with you. But you're projected as a top 10 NFL pick. And they're like, nah, he's not the best tackle in the league. Excusez-moi? Now, I will also point out to everybody, as somebody who does vote, that the single most difficult vote, for me, without question, is the offensive line. Yes, when I'm doing the play-by-play, I can pick up blocks when I'm doing the play-by-play, I can look at a replay and see what somebody does as a block in the moment. But it's difficult for me to sit there and sit back and say, "Wow, what a you know, you know this guy on this team and how good he is and so forth." it, you know, you can look at it on tape. I try to look at different positions on tape, knowing that I do have to vote down the road. But it is the toughest position to vote because my job is to follow the ball. Uh, and sometimes in following the ball, you can, incidentally, pick up blocks. Great, no no issue, none. Um, but when it comes time to vote, okay, like how good's Peter Skoransky at Northwestern? You know, watching the tape, he's really good. And Penn State played him; that helps. Penn State didn't play for Wisconsin, for example. So I'm going to go find, like, a Wisconsin tape. And it turned out Maryland played Wisconsin, so I saw Wisconsin on tape. And I will do that. I will look at teams that Penn State played, and you'll take a look at some of the guys on the other teams, you know, knowing that you have to vote just to get a read on how good they might be. All right. And you know that something like this, that Michigan and Ohio State are going to be heavily populated in these Um, But, for example, like Juice Scruggs deserved probably better than what he got. Olu probably deserved better than what he got. Brenton Strange probably deserved better than what he got. But, you know, again, am I, quote, prejudiced toward Penn State's guys? Of course I am. But I do try to be very fair when I vote. When it comes time to vote, if somebody deserves to be... I'll give you... I mean, this one, it's easy for me to reveal. I don't think it's any, any big stretch. Jack Campbell of Iowa. Penn State didn't play Iowa this year, but you know Iowa struggled defensively. Jack Campbell, to me, was an easy pick as the defensive player of the year of the Big Ten. Okay? That's, again, your job when you vote is to be fair. And that, that's the most important part. That's why when it comes to the offensive line, it's more difficult... Because I'm not watching as I do my job. I'm watching the ball. Who has the ball? What yard line? What's the down and distance? You know, things like that. And along the way, you do see some of the blocking. But you're not locked in on it. You're locked in on the ball. So that day is a little more difficult. But, yeah, they announced the offensive part today. Nicholas Singleton ended up being freshman of the year. And you look at this freshman class... I'm not that when you, I'm talking about being the most impactful freshman class I've seen um, at Penn State when I'm talking about that part of that is uh, I'm talking about the impact as freshmen right that's what I'm talking about the impact as freshmen. You know, obviously, there are freshman classes that come in, and you see the body of work, and go, "Wow!" You know, Kajana Carter, Stephen Pitts, Mike Archie. You know, you know, you know what I am talking about in the history of Penn State football. But I am talking about playing as true freshmen. You could pick out true freshmen that have had great seasons. Micah Parsons, true freshman, great season. Saquon Barkley, true freshman, great season. Christian Hackenberg. You know, you can go through the, the you know, Paul plus you know, all of them. Right? That were impactful as freshmen. But I'm talking about a group all at once. Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, Drew Shelton, Abdul Carter, Denai Dennis Sutton, Zane Durant, Drew Aller, KJ Winston, Cam Miller. These guys all played. And remember, Winston and, Miller, Winston and Miller were on special teams. So they were out there playing. It wasn't just them at the end of the game coming in and getting a few plays here and there. And like, oh, what are you mentioning them for? They're on special teams. And that, uh, this has been, a, the depth that was provided by this freshman class changed a lot of elements for Penn State and the impact of the freshmen on the field beyond depth just in terms of being every down contributors these guys changed everything Penn State suddenly now has a running game Penn State has a game wrecking linebacker Penn State has an additional pass rusher Penn State now has a guy that that can get sacks from the nose when they go to the and they go to the sub package. And Penn State has a quarterback, two of them, in fact, but one that would played this year that I think are going to be impact players. And there's still several of these freshmen you haven't seen yet that are going to be good. Some of you have seen a little bit of. Venga Yoane is going to be a really good player here should he stay healthy all the way through. I know he's a J.C. player, but J.B. Nelson, Is going to be, again, I think a really good player here. And it's fun to see this play out. And they have another big time freshman class coming in. Okay. Today's show has been brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key, it's 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Be back tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Mr. Stevens, thanks so much for filling in and doing a great job with Matt on his way to Bucknell. Appreciate you. Don't forget Santa tonight, 6 to 7. The Magic Radio on News Radio 1070 WKOK.